remember in uh when i lived in houston uh getting stuck behind trains that were just going 0.5 miles an hour and they're long trains too yep and i was like okay what do we do do we turn all around and go all the way around the city to get home it, it happens it sucks yeah <sighs> yep that's yeah. a train yeah in full pitching about waiting for trains now yeah, yes <laughs> yes back back in the day yeah, you. Yeah, there were several places in uh, Southern California where they hadn't built any overpasses or underpasses or anything, and you just had to sit there and wait for these giant freight trains to go by. And and a legitimate excuse for being late was I got caught behind I got caught behind a train, and they would go no. <laughs> no, it's still a legit excuse I used a couple of times. What I worry about is what if a train's just going by. And it's just like stopped there. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. <clears throat> and then like oh, yeah. an ambulance wants to go by. Well, yeah. Fuck you. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you're yeah. dying. You're gonna die. You're gonna they're, die. They're you're fucked. Just, you're yeah. just gonna die. Yeah. We've yeah. got they've they've been good about putting in more oh train overpasses here in town, but we still like on uh, sunset. Yeah. Close to the uh, airport. Oh, that, that one. That fucker yeah. is one of the nastiest uh, choke points. Because that, that comes through and everything just comes to a screeching and halt. And these trains are miles long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Is all train robbing freight. still a thing? <laughs> I'm just saying as, a, as an alternative career. Mm-hmm. In case this whole computer thing goes belly up. Yeah. Uh, I think you got better chances with computer robbing. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. There's only like one or two people just, on these trains at any given time. Just. What are you going to steal? A ton of coal? Maybe. Just tell people. <laughs> you don't know my life. That you're overstock.com and put Todd McFarlane toys go. in there and, for two bucks each. You'll and, get 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and send. Uh, make sure to include uh, Steve Biggs on your mailing list. And <laughs> yeah. You're golden. It'd be my luck that I'd rob the train full of Timu crap. There you yep. go. There That's it. Go. Speaking of plastic frogs, and <laughs> that would be funny. You, you do a haul, and then like a week later, Todd's like, "Man, I'd order some stuff for you, and it never arrived." Well, that's a shame because I got a hundred of them in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hundred ceramic frogs with a frowny face. I, I will remind you, those that were considering doing anything, Timu. They did deliver a massive package to the alleyway behind my house. So be aware. <laughs> that's, that's Buyer sound, beware. That sounds more like a delivery service problem than TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went with something called Piggy Ship. You ever heard of Piggy Ship? Me neither. <laughs> what the hell is Piggy yeah. Ship? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, uh, I don't know what uh, service this overstock joint in china used but it hasn't gotten piggy ship is there corporate headquarters in an apartment building <laughs> what a horrible name wow. did um how did you know i mean did you get like a picture or oh something? much like amazon yes they took a picture and sent it to me they were proud of the unmarked door in the alleyway they decided to put it in <laughs> <laughs> where is there an alleyway near your place Oh, there's, al- there's literally an alleyway behind my place. Oh, there's alleys everywhere in Vegas. You didn't the, know this? We live in a city, Barry. You live out in the suburbs. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah. 
I got away from all that. I, I, you know, I like actually, the city, but actually, I your suburb has got uh, some alleyways. Do we? Oh yeah, we do. Yeah. But but they're they're lighted and they have like nice little walkways. It's not, it's not an alleyway. Yeah. yeah, it's just a little connection between two streets so people can walk their dogs. There's no ODing happening there. It's not an alleyway. Well, <laughs> not yet. Give it about twenty years. There's kids playing hopscotch. Get oh, out. Are any of them peeing on the wall? Not yet. Well, give them like five yeah, years. But it's not an alley. The coyotes were there. Uh, the one time. There yeah. will be delinquents. Those kids, they, you know, they're going to grow up at some point, and they're going to have not, nothing to do, nowhere to walk, and they're just going to be pissing in the alleyways. And then graffitiing around it, saying graffiti around the piss. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so so Chad this. was here. Chad was here. I yeah. peed here. <laughs> Smell this. <laughs> Smell this. Scratch and sniff. Welcome, folks, to Train Shock of Geek Shock. I am Master Dargo. Commander K. Grand Master Vlog of the planet Funky Town. With Professor Biggs. And we're here to talk what week the and hell? geek. hell? Okay, there's there's two things I have to address. What, what the one, <laughs> one, Steve is making a visual joke again. <laughs> For God's sakes. You have to take a picture of that. Does it blow bubbles? No. Oh, man. It's an actual practical tobacco. This Hey Dumbass, You're on the Radio, Not Television <laughs> moment was sponsored by Mad Martron. Remember, kids, we can't see shit, so make a goddamn noise and speak into the mic. Steve, describe to the people what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, over the past couple of years, thanks to COVID and not being able to go anywhere, but having a little bit of disposable income because not spending it on gas, um, I upgraded some of my Halloween costumes, including my Sherlock Holmes. And this is an actual practical uh, calabash uh, pipe. People, it's a large fucking pipe. That's all yeah, it is. It's a Sherlock Holmes pipe. He, he just, he really just laid nice back pipe. in his seat and picture a large, obnoxious pipe. And that's what he has. It's, it's a Sherlock Holmes pipe. It's really nice. It's a nice, large, obnoxious pipe. It's heavy. It is heavier than <laughs> I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Ooh, that is heavier than you think it's going to be. Is that like a marble topper? It's porcelain. It's porcelain? Yeah. Wow, that's really nice. You kind of want to start smoking in this thing. Well, it, it does. It does uh, kind of have that effect, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> or blow bubbles. The uh, the fabulous uh, regulars at the Maverick Theater in Fullerton, in fact, do have <laughs> a pipe smoking club, and I was oh, like, "Of course they do." And I was like, "Of course they." Do. And I was like, "You know what? I got a an actual pipe for my Sherlock Holmes thing. Let me bring that in." First couple times I tried it, I couldn't get a good. You couldn't get a good. You got to get a good burn going. Well, I've smoked the pipe before. It's not bad. No, I couldn't. I couldn't get it going, and because. It, it was blocked because it's obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, it, but the uh, the bore the bore and there's only a forty dollar pipe, um, and the bore hold from the this from the <laughs> the top from the top <laughs> into the actual stem itself uh, didn't quite meet. Mm. So I had to get a pipe cleaner in there and make sure that. The, oh yeah, using pipe cleaners for actual pipe cleaning for actual well, pipe cleaning. amazing. Yeah. not in arts because literally I'd be sitting there I'd be sitting there with this thing in my mouth going. Just like straining to get up. I can't yeah, get a, I can't that's, get a good. That's, that's like when terrible the, when that happens. I can't when the get a good. Slurpy straw gets clogged. That's when yeah. you slap yeah. them upside. The I can't head get a good that. suck on my pipe. <laughs> Was it a used pipe? No, it's brand new, forty bucks. Brand new, but didn't have a through hole. <laughs> or it was a little off center. So I had to get there and break that last. Get what, you get what you pay for. I'd people. break it, Simon. I was just gonna. I was, <laughs> the pipe try, I was trying to find the words to say it and not be gross. Oh, there's no way. Yeah. There's, 
So anyway, I figured it's much better that than when it was. So I figured the you know, viewers at home would enjoy seeing that. The so, viewers at home, yeah, yeah. God damn it, Steve. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, any more business before what geeky thing we did? Uh, any more business? Yes, actually. Now we need to start the Geek Shock Pipe Smoking Club. <laughs> That's right. Yes. So far, it's got one member, and that is Steve Biggs. I need to find a Persian slipper, though, to put the tobacco in. A, 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 a what? Somebody doesn't read Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> no, he really doesn't. <laughs> so, gentlemen, what geeky things you do this week? Uh, you know what? We're going to stick with you, Steve. Please continue. What besides fake pipe smoking have you done <laughs> well, this week? Well, one of the reasons why the, the uh, pipe came out is I've actually been going through some of the boxes that the um, that the movers just kind of haphazardly you know, threw stuff into, and that was that was in one of them. So I was like, oh, yay. Random you know, box. Yeah. Um, before we go any further on this, I have to make an amendment to what I said. Um, it is the old-timey pipe smoking club, <laughs> not like the, I'm going to rip a fat bong smoke. You know, no. Not that. <laughs> yeah, no you got yeah, to get a good cherry wood or... And a smoking jacket. Oh, yeah. 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 Bubble pipes? An actual piece of pipe with a little bowl on top is uh, not going to count. <laughs> no. at. The cherry tobacco troubadours. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've been going through that. I, I already posted once that... Uh, I found one of my old high school sketchbooks that you should not let your feuding friends anywhere near your high school sketchbook because they defaced everything in there, and it's all... Those guys had no respect for art. Yeah, and, and who boy, what passed for humor back circa 75, 76, as I posted on Facebook, would not pass muster with my LGBTQ friends these days. <laughs> um... And so, and then, the, so I've been going through what I used to refer to as the archives, which is just I, I kept everything, including I came across this. What, what camera am I on? The God uh, damn it, Steve! <laughs> it's a uh, it's a um, program from the art theater in Long Beach. Uh, kids back in the days. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> uh, the, there were several movie theaters, including the Art Theater in Long Beach, Beach which is still uh, an, a going concern. Uh, the Beverly Cinema in uh, L.A., which is now owned by um, Quentin Tarantino. And what they would do is not just show one movie, they would show several different movies throughout the week and program them. And so this is from March and April of 1977. Oh, damn. Yeah. While I was going to Cal State Long Beach. And um, it's got some fun stuff on here, including... What, what is showing that month that we can look forward to? Oh, you mean months? March oh, and oh, April? Oh, it's the program for two months. Yes, okay. March and April. Uh, we got Fortune in Men's Eyes, directed by Harvey Hart. Oh, shoot, the prison play <laughs> i guess yeah. yeah i know that one it's not a play these are all movies yeah but it was originally a play yeah oh, as was boys in the band which is, it was a double feature okay yeah uh we got uh marriage italian style with sophia loren nice. uh, uh was that nice to sophia loren or marriage italian style there barry was that <laughs> what was really piquing your interest there little column a little column b <laughs> Uh, we got Marathon Man uh, teamed up. These are all double features, by the way. Marathon Man uh, with the Odessa file. Okay. Uh, we got Woody Allen in the front. Uh, and poker in the back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how are you? Uh, Nashville. 
<laughs> Nashville playing with Ode to Billy Joel. Billy Joel. <laughs> no, I like Joel. Your Billy Joel. Really? It's seventy-seven. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, he's young. He, he was really a up and coming. <laughs> was he? Was he still in Attila back then? <laughs> I'm going to yeah. name my cover band Ode to Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> That is actually a fantastic name for a Billy Joel cover band. No, it, no, the fact is, it can't be an, a Billy Joel cover band. Oh, yeah, well, it's going to be the Cure. And, yes, and uh, yeah, and somebody at the uh, at the art theater back then had a had a thing for Sarah Miles. Uh, oh. Yeah, so I don't know who that is. She was an actress from the seventies. <laughs> you, you think? Thanks for clearing that up. Uh, they got Sailor Who Fell from Grace with the Sea, which is Chris Christopherson and Sarah Miles. They got, uh, where was the other thing? Uh, Ryan's Daughter with Sarah Miles. They got, I'm getting there. All right. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's try Bear is trying to have him point out something actually interesting. Oh, this was apparently, 77, in the spring of 77, was apparently before Rocky Horror Picture Show caught on as a midnight regular. Oh, why is it showing at 8? It's showing at, yes, I guess, and also on a Wednesday, Wednesday Thursday, <laughs> uh, uh, paired with Phantom of the Paradise. Well, then they kind of know what it is then. What's Phantom yeah. of the Paradise? Phantom of the Paradise is a true schlock classic. Oh, yes. It is Phantom of the Opera, but done in- So you've seen it? Mm. And still haven't seen Goodfellas? Nope, I've never seen it, but I know it by reputation. Okay. I got the Blu-ray. Of course you do. We'll put it on right after this. Of course this. you know. <laughs> no, it. I. I will say this. My memory of it is that it's a ton of fun. Yeah, my memory of Fraggle Rock <laughs> was it was a ton of fun. I tried to go back and watch it as a, an adult. Yeah, not so much. Well, we'll see. Steve's also leaving out uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, and hang 'em high. Oh, that was one. Excuse me. Uh, wait a minute. Talk about that's, burying the lead. That's that's not on here. What what are you? What looking art at? theater are you looking at? Hang on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right God, there. God it's damn. right there. March and you're, 9th and 10th. It doesn't have a picture. <laughs> He's wearing glasses, people. This is why you're not allowed to time travel. Oh, and on on Easter this Sunday. This the one reason. On Easter Sunday. Oh, okay. Uh, Yellow Submarine with Bugs Bunny Superstar. Yep. And then the uh, days after that, Frankenstein and Dracula, the original universe. Oh, see? Yep. That's nice. And the, the day that... That one, uh, Barry Rob was born, was brought into the world, and the crows screamed, and the clouds parted, and screamed is right. And they were showing uh, filmed versions of Madame Butterfly, perfect, and an evening with the Royal Ballet, and in Rudolf Nureyev. Yeah, Nureyev. Madame Butterfly, perfect. Yeah. yeah, I think that's described Barry to a T. Yes, it does. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was. I was like, huh. And I'm like, no, I kind of don't want to throw this out again. <laughs> no, no, no. Back in the archives it goes. Yeah, 100%. No, oh, you don't throw it that way. No, Not and that. and uh, also, but I've already thrown it into uh, into the Comic-Con box. I found some some uh, vintage Comic-Con updates and that kind of stuff from Fun. the mid-70s. Um, Anything signed by Jack Kirby? <clears throat> well, then I'm not interested. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, also, um, I've been watching the uh, UK version of the of Ghosts. Oh, how how is that? Interesting. Really? Okay, just uh, expound upon interesting. So, they they do have a guy running around with no pants, but he's not a young 
you know, venture capitalist guy. He's an, he's an, he's a middle-aged politician guy and they haven't explained the no pants yet. Um, the the vi- that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's yeah. ghosts, everybody. Yeah. Ghosts. The um, the Viking character, Viking sl- and the Indian character are kind of from the American version, are kind of combined into a caveman character in the UK version. Um, so for those that haven't watched Ghosts, what is the basic premise? The basic premise is a couple inherits a- an old uh, mansion. Uh, that they and they've been looking for a place to live and ha- haven't been able to find anything in their in their price range. They inherit this giant mansion, uh, and with the plan of they're going to turn it into a B and B. In both versions, it's kind of similar. Um, it's also haunted by all these ghosts from various periods of time, you know, in American history or British people history. who have died on the property. Yeah, people who have died on the property, and hilarity ensues. And hilarity ensues. Um, in both cases they try to get rid of them by haunting them out of the house and in both cases the the wife in the marriage ends up bumping her head uh, in the american version she falls down a flight of stairs in the british version she fall they actually push her out a window oh okay a little more active murder <laughs> yeah and uh and when they come out of their coma <laughs> they can actually see ghosts and um uh yeah and so she can see and talk to the ghosts and they just make her life hell because because they now finally have somebody living that they can talk to about stuff that they would like to have done around the house and in both versions are trying to still get them to leave at first but then after a while realize oh it's kind of to our advantage if we have people here that can actually you know, see and hear us. So they then they want them to stay. Uh, in both cases, the couple starts running out of money, so they have to you know figure out ways of you know getting money. Sometimes the ghosts help with that, and that goes back to Kay's thing about the you know there's something I never told you. We once buried blah 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 blah, <laughs> and it's like there, oh, there's a in the I now I've heard a few of the British episodes, but I I watched slash heard because. I'll be working while Steve's watching it. More of the American. And mm-hmm. it seemed to me the American had more of the, well, there's something I didn't tell you <laughs> than the British version. I don't know if that's a good assessment or not. Well, yeah, I don't know. I've only watched there I've only watched like the first season of the UK and of course it's British season, so like six episodes. Um I was laughing because the two seasons of the American version are just about to have more ep- episodes in two seasons than the British one had its entire run. <laughs> Does the British one just suddenly end like many British? No, they actually no warning. They actually had a last season. This oh. is our last season. Okay. So there's a reason I don't like getting into British shows. Is did, uh, they just happened to oh we're done now. Did the last season end with all the ghosts getting sucked off? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't gotten there yet. We're what? just gonna assume and yes. I, and I think that's that's an American joke, not a British joke. Oh yeah, I know. I know. That's that's the ghost term for when they actually can pass on to the afterlife. Because they go Whoosh. Yeah. So that's they get funny. sucked off. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, I have finally broadened my Civ uh, horizons. Oh, with 
civilization beyond Earth. I Talk want... to me about civilization beyond Earth. Well, I don't like it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Not a lot of people did. Yeah, it's because uh, I haven't played it enough yet, but the first couple of go-rounds just were frustrating more than anything because I haven't, I, I haven't figured the game out yet. He doesn't know how to move. No, I know how to move, <laughs> but you are... But everywhere you land, apparently, because I have actually explored enough of you know the one planet I'm on, you're surrounded by things that will like just if you post a ship there or post a worker there, it will there's noxious fumes or noxious gases that will just eat your machinery, and they're all around. They're everywhere. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. How are you going to colonize space with that? Well, I mean, there's no there's no similar thing. There's like no quicksand surrounding your cities in in you know regular Civ. There's none of that stuff. Just a gaseous Andy wandering around. Yeah. Oh, my machine's dead. Yeah. That's what you get for colonizing Planet Andy. <laughs> yeah. But so I haven't figured the game out. But it, so far, I'm not liking it. Colonizing Planet Andy. There's there's critters running around that. At, at a certain point, will just come in and devastate your cities. They're worse. Oh. They're worse again than the barbarians. This is just civilization. Terrible. Yeah. So you're telling me it's a little difficult. It's yeah, and I'm and I am on difficulty? the easiest level okay. just to try to get my feet wet. So I want and to I'm try fucked. this game to see if you're telling like at what level of truth you're giving me here because I knew sometimes with games <laughs> is the civilization Steve or WASD Steve is that yeah what I mean? <laughs> that's what I'm wondering <laughs> yeah I, I again I I don't know civilization 5 was easy to get into this is not it, so does civilization 5 not have natural disasters or yeah but not like no there's no noxious gases and and you know critters and things that are gonna kill there's you. barbarians but, yeah but just barbarians there's no earthquakes that no. level your city there's no, no famines no. plague of locusts no you do you're, you're, you're you you can starve if you're not creating enough food your civilization can tsunami but not due to a fam right they don't have natural disasters wow because th th essentially that's that's what I would define this stuff in stu in this in Civ craft. Mm -hmm. um, now, Civ City, on the other hand, you know, <laughs> yeah, the, Civ no City. the noxious Oy. things and all that; those are natural disasters. Really. Yeah. Oh, I I'm sure it's more quote unquote realistic, and I just haven't figured out a way to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I can probably go into the advanced settings because I have done that with, you know. <clears throat> amping up the the difficulty and just going get fucking barbarians no more <laughs> so as one does in real life you're failing on baby mode so something's got to be wrong i'm right. gonna play this game and figure it out is it on steam How it is it is and it and i got it because it was on sale large okay, well. cyber therapy all right you're failing on baby mode so obviously you have a problem either you have a problem or something you're just doing something wrong or hitting the wrong keys probably <laughs> oh i like that you have a problem or you were doing something wrong. <laughs> it might be Petcat. Problem might exist between keyboard and chair. We're going to figure oh, this I, out. Oh, I'm sure it is. $39.99. No, I got it for like 20 The fuck? Oh, well. You're mm. not getting fixed, you Steve. No. That, you should have gotten that Sid Meier's Humble Bundle as part of that. I'm not humble. No kidding. Anyway. <laughs> Kay will probably talk about something else geeky that we did, but that's it. All right, Kay. We'll turn it over to you. <laughs> well, 
I'm sitting uh, trying to work because I'm just in a zone where I'm having a hard time motivating myself and getting into this writing shit. So I'm trying to get, and uh, I hear the, you know, telltale, you know, and I'm just like, who? Um, oh, okay, oh, okay. okay. Now, um, I listened in on a few episodes with John Pertwee, who I'm rapidly deciding is like my second favorite Doctor Who. I just like the... He's like, you know... Now see here, you stupid man. Yeah, he's he's Barry if Barry was six foot tall and could, you know, beat shit up. Um, and was so, somewhat eloquent. Yeah, well, you know. But, uh... Suck it. I'm, <laughs> but I'm liking, I'm liking that. And so I'm listening and one episode comes along and I'm like, that doesn't sound like Pertwee at all. What the fuck? And then I hear about, you know, oh, my face is different and this is, and I'm like, what in the fuck is going on? And I peek in the living room and it's that David Tennant guy. <clears throat> oh, you jumped ahead. But uh, it's not the David Tennant, it's the David Tennant. That was the other David Tennant. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so I ended up partially watching and listening in on the, 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 the other David Tennant. I love that what he did this week is an almost Andy story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, uh, so I listened in on that and heard that and what it led to, which was really, uh -oh. which is really interesting. Oh. No, I'm, I, it's just, look at him. Just. Look at camera three. I, I'm not looking at a, a ridiculous <laughs> Professor Biggs with a Professor Pipe. <laughs> Fits so well. It really does. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, oh, God. So, uh, so there was that going on. Um, and then there was some D&D &D happening. I went to... Uh, Major Mess and Ransom. No, not Major Meh. Maple Leaf Mats and Ransom D&D oh. with Major Meh and Maple Leaf Matt uh, family. We you can, ran it? Hmm? You ran it? Yeah. It's uh, from the, the Black Pudding Heavy Helping uh, book, which is a bunch of OSR hack stuff. So Like it. That's kind of fun. Um, uh, those who listened uh, in the pad, this was it was it was really funny because we were like, when we last play, and everyone's like, oh, it's been years. I'm like, no, it's not. And digging around, we found notes, and it's like, it's not been a year. The last time we played was January fifteenth. Wow. <laughs> so, but um, Matt uh, played a luchador, plays a luchador. Uh, we talked Stephanie into playing the chainmail chick. Um, and then, uh, uh, Paulette was the black knight. Oh, we're, we're getting Darth Biggs and, um, <sighs> don't make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the black knight is, uh, is actually like a, almost like a Darth Vader-ish type of character actually. So, and then Lewis was a cleric. Good old Lewis. <laughs> and so Steve uh, became a fighter. And uh, we, we did the whole roll up your character uh, randomly. And he became Falak Ko. The forceful. Yeah, the oh. forceful. And it was really funny because the very first line out of Steve, you, you understand his character completely. <laughs> and what is that line, Steve? Would one of you kindly get me out of the spider's web? <laughs> 
I like so, it already. Yeah, so, I yeah. really like what it. What camera are we on? He looks like this. Yeah, so, we, <laughs> so, so we had Sean Connery uh, mouthing off to everybody, which they all enjoyed, actually. So. so we went in, killed a few more golems, dealt with some spiders. There were some spiders in the cave of Calixtra, uh, the goddess of vomit. So I'm a fan already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is right up your alley, dude. This is your kind of... Um, you would worship the goddess of vomit. I would respect her. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so there was that. That was actually kind of cool. And then, um, oh, what was the... We, we watched some Dark Corners reviews. Oh. We watched the Dark Corners reviews. Uh, they uh, Well, no. No, no, no. This you, was, you didn't watch the Dark Quarters reviews. We did, but I can't. I'm totally spacing okay, on the episode. But there was another YouTube channel oh. that pops up when you're searching for Dark Corners. And this guy talked about the science fiction that Hammer Studios did. Oh, that's before fun. They, before they became the the horror. That's quite a niche. That yeah. was, it was very niche and it was very swinging 70s, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it got to the 70s, it was, um, and the guy couldn't, uh, apparently couldn't nail down if this was correct, but um, he, there was a movie called um, Moon Zero Two, I guess. I think so, yeah. <laughs> that, he was, that he was talking about, it was Hammer's biggest budget sci-fi movie and that he thinks that some of the, and the props i gotta say they were for mid to late 70s it was good looking stuff and yeah. he, he thinks that most of those got recycled into like ufo and space 1999 and yeah maybe there that, that would be a um what's the thunderbirds connection the, uh, jerry, jerry anderson. anderson yeah that would be the jerry anderson connection yeah yeah um and, and Space 1999 originally being a UFO uh, yeah. sequel or redesign of the series. So, um, but uh, then, oh, son of a bitch, I just had it and I just lost it. Um, there was, oh, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was Dark Corners Reviews, I think, was talking about, and he said, let's go to the early 20th century and talk about a giant ape movie that oh, right. uh, reflected no American... that was that was bob oh that was bob oh okay. movie bob movie bob that's right movie bob talked about a giant ape movie that reflected the racial tensions and racism of america at the time no i don't mean king kong and he talked about in gaji <laughs> yeah in gaji in gaji which wow <laughs> yeah Wow. It was it was promoted as a documentary of the darkest parts of Africa. Oh, no, white man had been no. before. Yeah, yes, not. yes. Everything you're thinking happened, happened. Oh no! This is it's sort of like when you hear a lot of people go on about, oh man, when it gets so racist and they do this and that, and you're like, has has anyone really done all that? And you can now watch this and go, oh, oh yeah, yeah, they did. All of it, yeah, all of it in no. one movie, yeah, one movie, and it was it was crazy because as I'm watch as I'm sitting there watching the clips that Bob is showing, I'm like, oh, deepest darkest Africa looks a lot like Burbank, because <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah. They filmed in California. They used stock footage from other actual documentaries and then just spliced it they all together. They talked about uh, an ape 
tribe that and would kidnap women uh, from this African tribe so to Burbank. mate with. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've been to Burbank at night. Yeah. It's kind of like that. And uh, man, oh man, they had they, they're shooting footage of men in ape suits and like throwing nets on them, capturing them, stuff like that, and just shooting them point blank. Yeah, and uh, and of course all and, the oh, and and guys in ape suits carting off, carting off women. African quote unquote women. So, so is this a movie with like a story movie or is it like a fake documentary? It's movie? a fake like documentary. A fake okay. documentary. But it wasn't they promoted it as a real documentary. Yes. And it, it actually it created a hubbub. People started hey, <clears throat> investigating and eventually they had to like they had to do some disclaimers and you know, talk about the fact that they weren't real. And it actually created some uh standards for you know, certifying a movie as a documentary because this was just like, wow. <laughs> but one of the key points Bob was talking about was that the movie made bank. Oh, really? Yes. I've never heard of it. Yes. and Well, it, because it got pulled because it was not yeah, a real documentary. But when it sure, was out, still, it yeah. was making bank. And he was like, so we're all, you know, they, they get a bunch of studios execs getting together and like, all right, how can we uh, do something here that would replicate the magic of that and make money? And that is, in fact, where King Kong came from. <clears throat> so that's it dates back to the 30s. Then. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. As a matter of fact, I believe it came out like a year or two before King Kong. Yes. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. That was in Gaji. And boy, oh, boy. Boy, folks, if if How do you, you spell that, I N G A G I, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, and it, yeah, guys, it's seriously. If 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 anybody ever gives you the whole, you know, it was never that bad. You don't even need to go to <laughs> Birth of a Nation. You just conjure just go up to Ingaji. Ingaji, and holy shit balls, it's it'll. It'll curl your hair. Oh, I one of the one of the things that started getting shown because they recently rediscovered this movie is called um, Deluge or something like that, and people were posting clips of the destruction of the Earth sequences. And again, we're talking like a 1930s movie, and the miniature work on that was fantastic. I mean, you got giant tidal waves coming in and wiping out New York, and I'm like, okay, I can tell it's a model. But that's a really good fucking model. And, you know, just scene after scene, I was like, what is this movie from? And it's from a movie called Deluge. And so then, the, the and that happens at the beginning of the movie. The destruction of the earth happens by a flood happens at the beginning of the movie. So the rest of the movie is about uh, people trying to survive in Bronson Canyon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bronson Canyon is famously where they shoot a lot of outdoor scenes in movies and TV shows. Oh, Hollywood, okay. California okay. joke, okay. folks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, it's where the Batcave is. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's where Kirk and McCoy were held prisoner <laughs> in Star Trek VI. Yeah, that one time. Yeah, that one, one time. time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are some uh, people of color in that movie. Woo! You mean... We gots to go and work. Oh, oh gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Yikes. Say no more, literally. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's already getting me in trouble. So, yeah. Yeah, it was, that was an interesting exploration. Yeah, I'd say. So, um, 
I, uh, a, a, on a tangentially geeky note, my annual subscription to Disney Plus <laughs> through Google Play renewed last week. Now, I was, uh, I was dog-sitting for some friends, and they paid me some money because, you know, friends will do that when you I, watch I like their friends. pets. That's very nice of them. And I, I had that money in the bank, and I was really happy with it, and then the next day it vanished. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck happened? And Earth I had learns to... about subscriptions. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I had totally forgotten that I had subscribed to oh, Disney+. Oh, they're Plus so glad you did. Through Google Play, and it was yearly. And yeah. I was just like, mother forker. And I, I didn't, I was like, what the hell am I going to? So I went through, and I was going to just do a simple cancel subscription. And I discovered that, oh, okay, so they're like, we will cancel your subscription. No problem. And at the end of your subscription period, we will not renew. And I'm like, the end of my subscription period is November of 2024. <laughs> so I did some digging around, and I actually found uh, I do not want this product. And uh, I went ahead and went through that process with Google Play and crossed my fingers. And it's like a four-day review, and we'll get back to you, and blah, blah, blah. And boom! My money was put back in my account two days later. So I was like, oh, oh good. thank God. Because Jeff has uh, kindly given up a, uh, a Google Chromecast um, that uh, actually is keyed to Steve's subscriptions. And so I can watch everything now. And Steve has more subscriptions than me. So I can pretty much let any everything lapse. And I'll be taken care of. And, and just, you know, ruining Steve's algorithm. But <laughs> I, I, There is one thing on that, though. Um, there's a couple of oh. st services, <laughs> including Paramount Plus. What they have done with the uh, British uh, ghosts <laughs> is put that um, uh, uh, spoken description for people who are uh, visually impaired. You can't turn it off. As the on, default? Yeah. You can't turn it off on Chromecast. And he couldn't find out how to turn it off. And it was so funny because when that episode started, I was just <laughs> sitting with him. And the way they describe it is, you know, Torgo leans back, puts his hand over his mouth and chuckles in front of the... And, and it... It was like, oh, this sounds like a, they're doing something special with this episode. <laughs> yeah. And then Steve's like, wait a minute. Yeah. You know, they yeah. enter the room and they're all together in the living room. And Steve's like, okay, hold on a second now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I found a way to disable it on the actual uh, app itself, Paramount Plus app itself. <laughs> you, have to, you have to change the setting from American English to American English. Good job. Yeah, nice. That's, uh, I'm glad wow. you chose the <laughs> right <you>. one. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, God. You know, it's funny because... But you can't do that on, on the Chromecast. Those things, you go into the audio and your subtitles, and it'll be there. But it was not there for him. Mm -mm. It was really, really funny. And wow. sometimes, still, to you know, sometimes I'll be like in my computer room working and i'll hear this no <laughs> as uh, somebody starts narrating something <laughs> funny yeah uh on uh apple tv plus i've been watching for all mankind some of those scenes take place entirely in russian and 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 the one episode that it did that where there's like whole scenes taking place in russian i was like 
oh, are they doing this so that we, the audience, also feel like outsiders? No, they just hadn't, they just hadn't subtitled it. Because <laughs> then I went back and I was like, all right, God damn it, this is something's wrong with this. Went in and hit the subtitles, none, English. And I was like, all right, I guess English. And then you go back and sure enough, there's whole scenes playing out where you kind of need to know the information that they're talking about to make the scene make sense. Oh, wow. But, then it's, but then it's subtitled for the entire episode. And I'm like, God dang. Chromecast, you get your stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? It's saving me money. So, hey, <laughs> thanks again, Jeff D. But yeah. So, you know, there was that. Barry, I'm saving you for last. Because you got a Barry Steamer from last time that you've got all set. That's true. Okay. That's true. So before we go into that, I just want to bring up, my wife and I have been watching a show on Hulu that we just kind of stumbled upon, never heard of it before, made for Hulu, I guess. Uh, the movie's called, uh, not movie, it's a series, it's called Monsterland. Oh. And it is based on the short stories of Nathan Ballingrud, I've never heard of him before. Uh, so we just, you know, horror stuff, sure, we'll give it a shot. And it is really well done, tinge of horror stuff, but more of like slice of life. When they're talking Monsterland, they're talking about uh, horrors in Ameri uh, people in America. All right. Uh, so they kind of dregs the society and what they have to get through to life. And then they add some kind of horror element, which is actually more kind of a an allegory kind of thing. Right. Uh, and like all anthology style shows, some episodes are better than others. But when the show really shines, it's really good. And I really want to recommend if you have Hulu, if you skip the entire rest of the show and we're only about halfway through it anyway. Uh, the second episode is not to be missed. The one with the shadow people on it, mm. because it is one of the best depictions of how somebody becomes an extremist through online culture. Really? Wow. Well, while at the same time, making it seem like it's something else entirety. <laughs> it's really impressively done, because when it's all done, the whole shadow people thing, you realize that, oh, you could insert any minority class here for shadow people and the whole thing makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really impressive. So if you do have Hulu, look, If again, if it's, it's one of those things that's like, it's categorized as horror, but it's not scary at any point. The real horror is the people involved and the decisions they are making. Mm -hmm. uh, but really, Really well made and really if elevated horror is kind of your thing, this is it. So check it out. Uh, although just be aware that like every episode is really dark, like like emotionally dark. <laughs> so but fascinating. And the, the just the the tinge of uh, sci-fi sci slash horror to each episode. It's kind of like a, a Twilight Zone, that much of horror to it. So Deb could watch it. Deb could definitely watch this. It's okay. not scary but it is fascinating because we watched fall of the house of usher and i think that's about as horror as she likes to get okay and it's definitely less horror than that and more cerebral M more cerebral than how okay yeah because i we love the yeah. house ball and again not all episodes are great but those the second episode if nothing else watch that one impressive super impressive and the acting across the board and the whole thing is really good cool so 
I turned it back over to you, Barry. Well, we did a few things uh, this week. I uh, couldn't do too much because the reason Deb's not here, uh, she's got the same tooth pulled that I have. So now uh, we're in a terrible club together, missing teeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm surprised you're not missing more teeth with how much sugar you eat. I take good care of my teeth. So that you can eat more circus peanuts. But I will also say that every single one of my teeth has a filling in it. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> um, we, uh, we got some board game time in. Uh, we went to Meepleville with friend of the show, Leon Mitt. Yay! And uh, I wanted to learn how to play Clank. <laughs> now, the reason I wanted to learn how to play Clank is because Tango Tech, one of my favorite Minecraft creators on the Hermitcraft server, finally finished uh, the uh, second decked out. They finally finished all all the phases and the game's wrapped up and it was it, it was just really great and he based the first one and much of the second one on the game Clank. Now, judging by your face and your laugh, I know you've played this game. Yes. Yes. I take it you like this game. I love this game. Yeah. How many of the versions have you played? Uh, I've only played you original know? Clank. I have Clank in Space. I want to get hold of Acquisitions Incorporated Clank, which is their legacy Clank. How have you never brought this over for us to play? Anna. You just suck as a person. Okay. <laughs> and they just released uh, Clank Catacombs, which is a more replayable, replayable version. For people who don't know, Clank, a deck-building adventure, was released in 2016. You claim the treasures, but don't attract the dragon in a deck-building dungeon race. You, uh, you, you and your... It's competitive. Um, you go into the dungeon, you delve down under the, the earth, and you go through rooms, and you collect treasures, and uh, there's even like a little market where you get enough gold, you buy like a backpack so you can collect more treasures or a key, you can get into other rooms, and you're fighting monsters, all the while trying to avoid making noise to wake up the dungeon, the, the dragon. Hence right. the clank. Hence the clank. And the more clank you have, the more chance the dragon's going to come and roast you alive. You have to get treasure and get the hell out before the dragon eats you. And it's it took a, it took a minute. Thank you to the folks at Meepleville for helping us with the first couple rounds because they'll do that. Uh, most people in your local board game playing store will, will do that in a good one. Um, we really enjoyed this game. It's simple. Uh, Board Game Geek gives it a 7.8. That's pretty good. Um, it, it plays in like 30 to 60 minutes. I think our first game took like 60 minutes or so on the dot. Uh, really enjoyed it. Kind of want to play the other ones now, too. So that was a lot of fun. What? So how do you play it cooperatively? <laughs> you, you don't? <laughs> Steve's all into co-op games now. <laughs> oh, you don't like uh, fighting each other? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, that's a joke from a couple of episodes ago. The Lord of the Rings thing where he... Uh... Oh. <laughs> and then I have another question. What's that? How do you move in it? Oh, shut up. <laughs> One thing I do like with Clank is what triggers the end game. Because the object is to get as much treasure and get out. But the first person who decides they have enough treasure and leaves triggers the end. Uh, <laughs> and so, then you have five boy. turns and then you're fucked. That sounds like a Torgo move. <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's a Torgo move. Oh, I, I love this Fabergé egg. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I even mentioned that when we were playing. I'm like, oh, so you could grab the cheap seven-point treasure, duck out real quick, and go full Torgo, <laughs> right? And fuck everyone else who's deeper in the dungeon. I, I get it. So It's a great game. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's very you. My God. Uh, a couple other things we did. Uh, one thing is we watched the new the Doctor Who, the one with uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Uh Eh. Okay. You well, know, I, I it liked was, it. The writing was a little better. 
Um, but I, I was not a big fan of the ending. I was not a fan of how they wrapped up the, uh, the bad guy, the situation. Uh, I thought it okay. was. I thought it, it could have been a lot smarter, and it wasn't. It was kind of lame. Mm-hmm. Um, but they introduced the new doctor. I can't say anything about him because he had maybe like a couple minutes of screen time. So whatever. There's a new doctor. Great. Uh, I liked. I liked what I saw. Though. I liked what I saw, though, of of how of that little story. I don't want to ruin it, but it opens up a lot of stuff. Uh huh. Um, so I will continue to watch. I'm curious, though, if anyone knows this. Do Where are the new seasons of Doctor Who going to be playing? Disney. Okay, then. Donna, Donna Noble is now a Disney princess. <laughs> oh, no, dude. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I'll, I'll watch that. But I do have a review. Oh, is it Barry Steamer time? It's Barry Steamer yeah. time. Yeah. Do we have theme music? We no, but well, we're going to work on that. All right. It's Barry, Barry Steamer. Steamer. <laughs> That was terrible. <laughs> you people are horrible Foley men. I might, I might still isolate that and keep it. Oh, God. All right. So I played Endless Space. Endless Space, the, the first choice. Yeah. Here's the short version. It's like Stellaris, but pre-alpha prototype version made with tech from a decade prior. Okay. <laughs> so in reviewing it, I can't help but compare it to Stellaris, which is an amazing 4X space strategy game. 4X is an abbreviation of, I have to look this shit up, explore, expand, exploit, exterminate. Uh, games like Master of Orion, Crusader Kings, Galactic Civilizations, those are all 4X games. I don't know if Civilization is, maybe, kind of. It's, I would even it's put it in that bugs. category. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's your basic space 4x. You have an empire in the galaxy. You face off of a number of AIs or AI empires who, by the way, even on normal difficulty, seem to have a massive advantage over you in relative power. Endless Space was released in 2012. Like freaking China. Yeah, like freaking China. Endless <laughs> Space was in 2012, and it shows. Uh-huh. By comparison, Stellaris was released in 2016 and still looks and feels like a game that was released post-2020. I know because I played the shit out of Stellaris, and I only discovered it post-2020. The user interface is clunky Mm. and a a little pixelated. I find myself lost in menus trying to figure out how to do basic empire maintenance. In fact, there's no... There are commands and shortcuts I was not aware of until hours into the gameplay on my second playthrough attempt. Uh, Like uh, the ability to colonize in-system planets without having to build a ship. That would have been nice. (laughs) <laughs> Fuck. Starship battles have this weird card system where you choose oh. a card. Yeah, I know. You're interested, right? Yeah. So was I until I played it. Oh. They have this card system. <laughs> you choose a card to play in each of three battle phases, long range, medium, and short range. And your cards can counter the enemy's cards. And it, it's interesting just that it's different, but it's lame in execution. Okay. It's the one thing I hate about some 4X games, micromanagey ship battles. Civilization has it right. That you have X number of troops of this type the enemy's got wide number of troops smash them together and let the computer figure it out that's by the way what I used to do with G.I. Joe versus uh, uh, Cobra I would put the G.I. Joes in one vehicle and Gobras in all the other ones and smash them together and whoever fell off died that's how I played (laughs) see you were playing Civilization back then yeah so macro manage that's what you need if I'm running a galactic empire I don't have time to count fucking beans so I couldn't even figure out how to scout past a certain range until some miraculous random event 
happened that allowed my ship to range further afield. The, the research tree is not obvious. There's four branches to go down, and I uh, assume there's a specific tech that allows ships to increase scout range, but damned if I know where it is. There's all these resources you can pick up from colonizing planets, and sometimes you the AI will ask you to trade with them. I have no idea if it's a good trade. I still don't. At the end of the... I, I beat the game. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm like that with Sophia. It's like these other civilizations want to want to trade stuff with me. I'm like, sure. <laughs> See, you don't know. In civilization, you but in civilization, you know because luxury resources give happiness. It's a basic yep. tenet of the game. It's obvious. The game will teach you this. Endless space teaches you precious fuck all. They strap ankle weights to you and throw you in the ocean. Good luck, kid. <laughs> I wasn't even aware I had to manually upgrade ship designs and retrofit existing ships until it was too late on my first playthrough slash rage quit. <laughs> the AI is quiet for like 20 to 30 turns and then expands like a gas. You end up boxed in real quick. So I, I took what I had and I made the most of it. At some point, the AI attacked me, but apparently it doesn't know how to upgrade things either. So I spent everything I had upgrading my ships and fended him off. I couldn't capture his planets because apparently that's a whole stupid thing I didn't even want to get into. Military victory is not fun to play here. I oh. just went all science. The game warned me that the AIs are, oh, they're close to victory. It didn't seem like they actually were. So meanwhile, I just researched everything and I won. In the end, I had less points in everything but science. And half the technologies I researched were utterly worthless to me. It seemed like a waste of time in any playthrough. So super micromanaging with little with with little payoff. I... I Kind of like this game. Lots of moving parts, little payoff. Three of ten would not recommend. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you chose it. Yes, I did. So let's choose another. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, first off, a big thank you to Stefan Moeller. He's the one that supplied a bunch of these Steam keys for this and gave the original suggestion for this segment. So, again, Stefan. Thank you so much. So, but we've made a few changes to how we're doing this. Originally, it was we gave you three, then you chose one to knock out, and then... Whatever. Right. How are we doing we're, now? Now we're doing something different. Now, we are giving you three choices once again. Okay. All right? By descriptions that I've kind of based everything down to its most basic level. You will then choose one to remove, the one that you don't want to play the most. And then... I will instead turn it over to the other members of Geek Shock, who will then decide which of those two games you will play. Which of the Barbie horse adventures I am going to be playing? Yeah! Mm -hmm. Am I going to be brushing ponies, or am I going to be washing ponies? Broccoli yeah. gardener. Now, 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 here is the other caveat to this whole thing, the, another wrinkle that we've added. Uh, the last one, all of them were part of Stefan's key. So, all games that are pretty much he got some decent way along the line humble bundles or whatnot yeah uh now i have gone into steam and chosen at least one jesus christ not least one game uh, myself that i will buy for you to play of course see see you really want to punish me this is better than timu because <laughs> i can avoid the timu shit or secretly leave it in kirsten's bathroom so like i did <laughs> he did your three choices, again, only given descriptions, basic descriptions. Choose one of these not to play. Hit me. The White House Secret Society's Solve the Case. Blast a Robot Workforce. Find Paradise Beyond a, pollu a Polluted Earth. Those are your three choices. Again, the first one, the White House Secret Society's Solve the Case. 
Second one, blast a robot workforce. And third one, find paradise beyond a polluted earth. Which of those sounds the least favorite to you? Read the first one again. The White House Secret Societies Solve the Case. I'm going to go with the White House Secret Society solve the case. You don't like that one. That sounds to me like one of those uh, hidden stuff in a in a in a picture hidden picture okay. games. I didn't. Yeah. All they, right. That plays those. They're horrendous. You have erased that one. So okay. the other two doors are for Kirsten and Steve to decide upon. Would you rather him play Blast Robot Workforce or Find Paradise Beyond a Polluted Earth? Your well, disgust, gentlemen. See, I thought you were going to give him more information to go on. Oh, no, no. no. Oh, no. okay. No, they get the same information you do. Yeah. Although it'd be funny if actually now you gave more information. <laughs> <laughs> After he threw it out. Like a um, little bit more. Sadly, uh, White House is where I would have gone. Yeah. 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 Steve and I were already like, mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know, Steve. Here's the problem. He plays Civ, mm-hmm. so he likes exploring. Mm-hmm. And uh, blasting robots, it's Barry. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I think both are going to be kind of in his wheelhouse. Yeah. The 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 uh, good thought. Yeah. The train is derailed. No, the train is uh, refueling. Yeah. Um, and they're putting more. They're putting more water in the boiler. <laughs> um, the the word paradise mm. has me going. Mm, yeah, is that going to be? That's true. Will it have noxious gases that eat his machinery? Or, yeah, yeah. You know, Watch, it's beyond Earth. Or is yeah. it going to have uh, lots and lots of pretty ponies out there? In, I don't know. In the I, I don't think we can be that lucky, but I am kind of leaning towards let's make him look for paradise. Yeah. 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 If only because how can blasting robot workforce not be satisfying? Yeah. Just, I mean, even even if it's the most simple thing in the world, even if it's like, uh, what was it? Um, Minesweeper? Even if it's just that. Yeah. That. Minesweeper mixed with Robo Rally. Yeah, that sounds like something he'd enjoy. Yeah, so. I'd enjoy that too. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So let's let's make him. Uh, so yeah, polluted pet, Earth Paradise. Pet unicorns and. Wow, I think Steve is blowing this up way different than what it is. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure. <laughs> well, you'll be glad to know that this one was from the list from uh, Stefan. I'm kidding. It was from me. This is my choice. No, you'll be playing grass hopping. The whole. (laughs) What? The. What? Here's the full description. I can't wait. Humanity has polluted your home, and it's time to look for a new paradise. Hop your way through history, but be careful. Water and currents may dissolve your progress to nothing in this challenging 3D platformer. Where you play a grasshopper. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> These two assholes are high five. I've never seen them high five in their lives. <laughs> Fine. Grass, I'll play it. Grasshopping! Yay! I, I will buy it and send it your way. Now, Todd, yes. is there a chance that given up games would show up again oh yes later. okay so. absolutely if it's ones that i've chosen they're gone forever okay but the ones that are from stefan's list they might reappear right. again i was because i was Just gonna give them new uh new th- title oh yeah yeah well i was going to ask you to give a more thorough explanation of what he passed up but or what we passed up but if it's going to return 
Okay. Yeah. Let yep, it yep. go. Let it go. All right. So oh, I'll send that the, to uh, you. That's and... the Frozen game that's coming your way. So. <laughs> and you'll have uh, plenty of time to uh, you know, take your time, really get into it, joy. thrilled, folks. He's looking yeah. happy. Just, just get into the meat of that game and... And, and let us know what you and think. And hop your little self. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy it to spite you. <laughs> I'm going to hate playing this game. Yeah. <laughs> Grasshopping. Like I, I hate brushed those horses. <laughs> I tried playing Cricket Revolution. I, 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 could, I didn't understand a goddamn thing, so I just stopped. <laughs> yeah. You hate brushed those horses and... Well, you they hate. Kind of, they kind of loved it. <laughs> and you hate cricket, so I gave you a grasshopper. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <sighs> Let's do some mail. Mail, mail, we've got mail. That's all you get for free. Right. Mail. Oh, that's already a thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, uh, this first one, first off, uh, hello. Hello. To all, all you glorious geeky goofballs, and look forward to your banter every week. As a proud Wisconsinite, I am deeply offended that <gasps> Barry stated that Lagenkugel is from Minnesota when it is based in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Is it? Everyone should know that Wisconsin is superior to Minnesota for many reasons. Yeah. Our cheese, beer, and football teams are all better, and we can drink any Minnesotan under the table. Basically, fuck you, Barry, for not knowing where Lagenkugel is from. If for some reason Barry did not say this, I still blame him. So no, Barry said it. <laughs> so raise a Ligon Kugel's shandy to toast everything you do, only to have Andy spill it all over Barry. Regards, <laughs> Bill, a.k.a. Sunday School Scoop. Thank you. I'm always there for when you want to correct Barry on anything. So, yes, agreed. Fuck you, Barry. I agree with that sentiment 100%. <laughs> I swear, I went to freaking Minnesota, not on purpose, like, this for work, and, uh... There was like a lining kugels thing there. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I was. Maybe it was just a bottling company that. When you said lining kugels thing, you mean like an advertisement? No, not an advertisement. What's a lining kugels? It's like a building. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe I was they have wrong. A branch. Fuck yeah. Who knows? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and another mail. Uh, hello, wonderful Geek Shock hosts and Barry. <laughs> I'm a longtime listener. And Kofi supporter, thank you so much. But this is my first time sending something to you. I've always enjoyed your views on all sorts of media and have definitely checked out many of your recommendations. I've also enjoyed your typical motif of let people enjoy the things they enjoy. However, a few episodes ago when you were talking about the Golden Joystick Awards, you made a throwaway comment about the Nintendo category and how they had to give them some category so they wouldn't feel left out, even though there were equivalent categories for Xbox and PlayStation. I know you are all primarily PlayStation slash Xbox slash PC people, but I don't know why this comment kept nagging at me and made me want to write in and let you know why I don't think it's silly to own a Nintendo product. I've owned every single Nintendo console except the Virtual Boy and had an Xbox and still have my PS3. I know some of the games don't look as good as the other consoles, but the form factor of the Nintendo Switch has been a significant factor in allowing me to play more video games, even while raising a family. I've even been able to take up some of your gaming recommendations like Hades, Ori, and Vampire Survivors, to name a few. 
The Switch, being also more cost-effective, also means that getting a second one to share amongst my family was easier to do and allow more of us in the house to game at the same time. So, it's not silly to buy into the Nintendo ecosystem, and it's a great system for people like me. And then in episode 715, you said something that caught my attention. You discussed the game Dave the Diver and how wonderful it is and how you can only play it on PC. I giggled a little because I had been playing it on my Switch. Yes, the little console that you casually dismissed a few episodes ago had a game that you recommended while the Xbox and PlayStation didn't. So I took some joy in that. <laughs> Thanks for reading. Thanks for all the great shows. Every week I look forward to listening to your wonderful and funny conversations. And take it easy on us Nintendo weirdos in the future. All the best, Hylian Scoop. Scoop, you're right. Hylian completely. Uh, uh, and the fact is, I own a Switch. I do. Uh, I don't play it very much, but I do have it. And well, apparently you can play Dave the Diver on it. Apparently I can. <laughs> and I might end up having to do that. Uh, I, especially now uh, that they announced this week that because I made the review slash love for the game Dredge, the fishing Lovecraft game, right? Yeah. The company that made Dredge and the company that made Dave the Diver are coming together to create an add-on to Dave the Diver to put Dredge content into it. Holy crap. <laughs> oh, nice. And that's, I guess, I guess, happening this week as a free uh, DLC, basically. Wow. So uh, big props to that. And I also can't deny Nintendo's uh, really games that just hit it out of the park, like their latest Legend of Zelda. Those games are supposedly some of the best open world RPGs out there right now. And I haven't played those and need to. And yes, we do not give Nintendo enough love and love that it deserves because Nintendo does do gaming differently than the other ones. Like all the other consoles, like you can get 70, 80% of the same games on all three of those systems, PC, Xbox, PlayStation. But there are games that you can only get on Nintendo on Nintendo. And they're very specific, good games. Yeah. So like, that's on us. Hylian, you are right to call us out. Yeah, like Goldeneye. You can only get that on N64. You're right. <laughs> you ancient, ancient man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was shooting you in the face. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, proximity. In fact, I think they just released that. a new paper uh, Paper Mario RPG, which that first one was great. So I wouldn't mind getting back into that. <sighs> okay. <laughs> now I'm getting wistful. Aw, let's do some weekend geek. Hooray! Oh, oh, oh yeah! Oh. It's not that good. Yeah. Well, he thought it was news you don't give a shit about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. He just he just wants to do that so badly. It doesn't matter where. And I'm glad you're sitting next to him and not me. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. it's sticky over here. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> stop wiping your hands on me. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon Studios has hired the Punisher writer and producer Steve Lightfoot as the co-showrunner for its live-action Spider-Man Noir series. Mm. Again, Amazon. He will join Oren Uziel, who is the writer on the project, and will serve alongside Lightfoot as co-showrunner. The series will be set in the 1930s New York City and will follow the adventures of this fan-favorite Spider-Man variant that's ready to take on the criminal underworld in his signature noir style. 
It was previously reported the show will be set on its own universe and the main character will not be Peter Parker. Now, in the comics, Peter Parker takes uh, the mantle of Spider-Man clad in trench coat and fedora and Spider-Man Noir fights crime in the shadows of New York City, navigating a landscape filled with corruption, danger, incorporating elements of detective fiction and morally ambiguous atmosphere. Uh, Spider-Man Noir is one of two series projects in development at Amazon, as they're also de developing the project for Silk Spider Society. There are other Marvel Spider-Man shows in the works, but we don't know which other Marvel characters will be featured in the other Amazon projects. Now, Lightfoot most recently created and served as showrunner on the Apple TV Plus series Shantaram, which is based on the book by the same name. His other credits include Hannibal, Narcos, and Behind Her Eyes. So the guy behind Narcos and Hannibal and uh, the Punisher Amazon, not Amazon, uh, Netflix series, is show writing Spider-Man Noir. Mm. Mm. Good pedigree. Has, has, has anyone here read Spider-Man Noir at all? I have not. Mm -mm. Elseworlds kind of thing? I the just, only thing I know of it is from the movies. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get behind it, though. Elseworlds stuff, I can kind of give or take overall, but I really like the idea of... The dark, brooding city, Dashiell yeah. Hammett style, Spider-Man man. Yeah, if they lean into the noir, that could be very. They cool. need to lean into the mid-Atlantic accent. <laughs> <laughs> if they're doing the '30s, yeah, all the uh, all the rich people have to be like, "So, who's this Spider-Man that's out there causing trouble?" It's funny because there actually was a character in the '30s pulp hero called the Spider, Richard Wentworth, Master of Men. Yes, Ma what was his what? power? Oh, he was just a pulp hero running around shooting people, you know. Yeah. How was he the master of men then? Cause, oh, I. Because well, why was he called the spider? He's he's not one of mine. Because he, so uh, I just know he exists. He oh. has a because he has a web he uh, of informants and information and everything uh, that he. Uh -huh. This um, back in the days when he was claiming uh, everything, Steve, uh, Steve, Stan Lee in uh, Origins of Marvel Comics uh, said that uh, one of the points generating Spider-Man was the spider pulp serial. Or not serial. Well, I guess there was a serial, but it was mostly radio and written pulp yeah. that uh, the spider was was out there. Huh. You know, just, just like another form of the shadow, another form of... Uh, the Crimson Avenger. Right. And, yeah. Green Llama, who actually had powers, but... Yeah. Stuff like that. So Llama with two L's? Yeah. Yeah, it was a guy who <laughs> actually got lost in the old Shangri-La, and he came out with uh, with with powers greater than that of mortal men. And it was really funny he because... Could, he could spit really far. Yeah. yeah. It was... Are you yeah. fucking with me right now? Seriously? No. There's a dude called the Green Llama? Yeah. I don't and, think it's and, two L's. I think it's just one. All right, fine. And he, uh, yeah, it is. It's one. <laughs> and he um, actually had mystical abilities, but he also had a whole bunch of tech stuff. I actually bought a few of the the pulp collections on Kindle and read them. In Mystery Men, was the Blue Raja a nod to that? Mm, no. Now that I think I, about I mean, it, I mean, in in terms of of maybe like the name and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Did, sure. Didn't he throw forks? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> Green See, that's Lama a power. Didn't, Green yeah. Llama didn't throw forks, but he could fly. Wow, that's a, that's better it's than close forks. second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but can he throw so, forks? Yeah, really. Um, yeah. So you know, if they lean into the noir, that'll actually be cool. So 
Hmm. But yep. he's not going to be Peter Parker. No. That's, that's I mean, uh, he's going to be I, Ben Riley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have an issue with that, I don't think. Yeah. That, I like the, uh, that whole force thing of anybody can be Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Although but not everybody can have the force. Uh, yes, you can. If <laughs> you, you need your midi chlorians. Uh, not, not, not if you watch if, the end you know, of uh, Last Jedi. If your if your dad and mom had it, so you can be a Jedi Knight like your father and your fathers before him. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be interesting though. My, I, the, my sister has it. <laughs> Barry's shaking his head and hating me. <laughs> it, would, it would be interesting though if they if they actually did set this in. What do they call the regular Marvel Universe? Like regular Marvel Universe? Six, 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 one, six. Oh, six, one, six. That's the cinematic? No. No, that's the comic, yeah. main comic continuity. Which one's the cinematic? Uh, the dumb one. Uh, MCU. Or the uh, ultimate. There's a number. Is there a number? Yeah. I don't, I don't I know. I believe there is. It would probably be yeah. the uh, the Iron Man premiere. Uh, but it'd be interesting if they actually did keep this. If it's not going to be Peter Parker, it would actually be interesting if they kept this in the 616 universe and that just was an early you know predecessor it's like well what are you going to call yourself wasn't there a guy uncle ben didn't you always talk about this guy back in the 30s maybe i'll be spider-man i don't think that's how it went no i know but (laughs) yeah i know it'd be interesting if they already you've changed the number now it's 648 he was like climbing (laughs) he was climbing walls and 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 really fast he was sort of like i i'm like a spider-man (laughs) <laughs> and, and I'm going to go wrestle. Yeah. Uh, one thing when they did start charting out the uh, the new DC multiverse, the uh, the Chris Reeve Superman and Michael Keaton Batman exist in the same on the same Earth. I like it. Earth seven eight nine. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That works, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It yeah. really does. Holy shitballs. <laughs> yeah, very cool. This is interesting. I just looked this up. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is the same universe as the main comic universe. They're both 616. Hmm. Which I thought was interesting, because why not just say the comic universe is another, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, usually when they talk about it, even in continuity terms, they'll say MCU. Yeah, but it's not like there's a universe where people are in comics, which is six one, which is where six one six came from. And if, I think if they were smart, they would have said, "Well, the MCU takes place in universe six one seven or something." Well, the, 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 no, it takes place in Earth twenty ten. The thing, the thing that would be cool <laughs> about about that if they did that is then they could occasionally bring in an MCU. A comic version of an MCU character. Yeah. Except that uh, there may be a whole bunch of rights and likeness issues and things like that preventing them or getting well, in the okay. way. Okay, look at like Nick Fury. Nick yeah. Fury in the 616 universe is a white guy. Yeah. Well. Right. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, the uh, MCEU takes place in Earth 2008. I don't know what the hell the e- MCEU. E- that's what is that? DC. Well, Oh, uh, I don't know. Whatever the movie D- universe is. MCU. MCU. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. DCEU is the... DC- <laughs> is the now defunct uh, yeah. Snyderverse? The DC defunct. <laughs> yeah, DC defunct. DCDF. Anyway. Too many acronyms! <laughs> <You know. laughs> don't usually do uh, game announcements, but uh, this one caught my eye in the reasonable B 
clear pretty fast. Hello Games, uh, the studio behind No Man's Sky, is releasing an open-world fantasy game called Light No Fire, a game that promises to reproduce a single planet uh, that dwarfs the one that we live on. Uh, that includes all the climbable mountains, some of which are, quote, miles high, taller than Everest, according to the project lead. Quote, for No Man's Sky, we generated a whole universe of sparse alien-looking planets, and that wasn't easy, explains founder Sean Murray during the Game Awards. Quote, it was hard to do, but there's something much harder that we wanted to do, unquote. Uh, that's something... Light No Fire, a game that generates, quote, the first real open world in video games on a single fantasy planet that's, quote, bigger than Earth and without boundaries, unquote. Uh, Light No Fire will have you explore, explore uncharted terrain with party of friends, stumble upon a cute town filled with NPCs or capture some flying mounts for easier transport. It's because of the sheer size of this open world that Hello Games is procedurally generating a single instance of this planet, one which every player and everything they build, discover, and name will exist on simultaneously. No matter how big Light No Fire is upon release, the studio hopes it can add to the game for the next decade, just as it has with No Man's Sky. Uh, Murray says the game's been in development for five years with 12 developers. Uh, Hello Games No Man's Sky was, when it was released... A lot of promise with little follow-through. However, with time, that follow-through did make good on the promise. Time. Lots of time. Lots of time. Uh, again, I enjoyed that first game when it came out, but it has gotten lots better since the original. Five years, 12 developers. And mm. they're, it's, it, they're talking about if you see a mountain, you know, you can climb it kind of thing, right? Yeah. But in real time and and that sounds really boring really <laughs> and on a planet there are oceans yes also it's not a planet because if it keeps going and going and going infinitely then the planet's not round and that's just it i think according to this them is flat earth bullshit <laughs> it, might, yeah. <laughs> it might be it just might be uh now, in seeing the trailer, it looks like there's many different uh, races. You can be a bunny humanoid thing and, of course, oh, yeah, human and so on. So perfect for you, Barry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I'm wondering, like, does everyone start in the same place or do the bunnies start with the bunnies? There's a lot of speculation going in my head right now of what this could possibly be. And two, uh, is it just going to be MMO feeling? Right. Right. That's that's my big fear. But knowing No Man's Sky and their penchant for actually, you know, if you discover something, you can name it and it's that forever. And if someone then runs into that instance, your names stick and they really can't change that. So that's going to be happening on a single planet with everybody playing. That's going to be interesting just on the fact that they're obviously having building It's going to have some survival aspect to it. So whatever you build, everyone can see and probably fucking destroy. That's what I was hearing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like they have a if that if that's where they're going, they they have a lot of faith in gaming humanity that is uh, a little misplaced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, people will destroy everything. Yeah. And for every every player that's trying to play it straight, Noob Slayer 42069 
is going to come along and wreck your shit and then <laughs> laugh un- un- until he has to get off and go do his homework. For 2069. <laughs> and I don't want that. Yeah. And then on a planet, you know, there's there's only so much north and only so much south you can go before just those you know, polar regions. Sure. And uh, what's wrong with the poles? <laughs> no, uh, just one in particular. Um, well, you know what the the Earth today has not has got eight billion people and has actually not been completely settled. Um, yeah, but you can go around it. Yeah, you know, and this thing you can't because it's just going to procedurally generate more. So this planet gets infinitely big. Okay. And, and, and and again, that's a question I really do want to address in this, and I think it will be eventually. Is, is it a spherical planet which will eventually combine, or is it going to be just that Minecraft where it will just continue on forever? I wonder, oh boy, uh-huh. here's a speculation for you. Does, does it already start out as a sphere and people generate in different places on the sphere, but as they move, the sphere goes like a balloon. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Like the planet itself grows? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow. Whole I don't bunch know. of impressed people here. I don't know if I'm impressed or just not wanting that. You, well, you guys are <laughs> yeah. speculating because you're, sure. you're going off of what they said, and what they said was kind of, you know, it, it wasn't technical. It was, sure. It's, it's this fun. game's a ways off, too. Knowing the studio, it'll arrive when it arrives, and when it does, they'll have the next five years to fix it. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. And I mean, you know, folks, when you hear this criticism, keep in mind, you, the, these Flarg, Torgo, these are guys who play watching paint dry the video game. So... No, no. W- washing paint off the video Power washing simulator is different. It's a, it's a masterpiece. You should so, be ashamed of yourself. So, if they're talking down on that... <laughs> <laughs> uh, look we just we just see things and we poke holes in them man things that are obvious it's the first thing that came to me is like how do they do an infinite world yeah first is, thing- it, is it just something is it just uh just you just suspend your disbelief in it and it's just the conceit of the game that well it's just a really really big planet. i don't just, worry about it. Just I, wave your hands over and say don't worry about it being a sphere i think it's it's also a matter of that they don't have to worry about it because how many players are you going to get <laughs> I just don't think you're going to get enough to fill up a world. And they've already said this is bigger than Earth. Also, so. I don't know how fast you're going to be able to travel. I see. Mm-hmm. I heard things well, like you flying, flying mounts. On yeah. a flying mount, uh, you know, I, I this, guess I could science it so it makes sense. If this planet is like a super Earth, which are rumored to be out there, Earth's as big as like a Jovian planet, where, yeah, it would take fuck forever to move to go around it. Well, so, the gravity would be insane. Well, mm-hmm. you you wave your hand. Oh, you, I see. I see. That's how you get bunny people. We'll wave our hands at the gravity. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, oh, and boy. me, when I was listening to this, my person when he said, "When you build something, it is there, and everyone can see it." And I was like, and and or, I had visions of 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 uh, Scott's son Jack coming along with the pickaxe <laughs> and just <laughs> and destroying everything in sight. So, or maybe it's in a hollow earth with like a. St- yeah, because that's that's big. Or then you have the other that you have the the Pauls out there that'll just drop make penises on everything. 
Just yeah. construct penises on all yeah, that, your buildings. That mountain taller than uh, than <laughs> Everest. You just wait That's till that Paul guy learns how to uh, mine and, uh, <laughs> and mines that into the shape yeah, of a but, giant. Yeah. And okay, I have a challenge. Fifty mile who penis. Play this game right now. I want you to make Mount Geekmore. <laughs> Mount Geekmore. There yes, you go. and put our faces on it. That's right. <laughs> And it's 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 just the four of us because we're here tonight. Except <laughs> Steve, you got to put a pipe in his mouth. Yeah, and it's got to right. billow smoke. It's right. got, someone's gonna have to be responsible for keeping the eternal flame lit in the pipe. <gasps> the geek eternal flame in the calabash, Professor Biggs. That's right. Oh, that's right. I'm I'm here for Bonzo. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what else is in the news? Disney Plus. <laughs> has hired Eugene Ash to write the reboot sequel. That's the words. What? Reboot sequel of the beloved 1991 classic The Rocketeer for the streamer. Ash previously wrote and directed the film Sylvie's Love, for which he received an Emmy nomination. Uh, David Oye Iwo, uh, who did Selma, that's what I said, Selma and Silo is what he did, is attached to star and produced the film. Bass Reeves. The project is part of his and his wife's two-year first-look deal with Disney. Released in 1991, Disney's The Rocketeer is a period superhero film directed by Joe Johnston. The story is based on the comic book character of the same name, created by comic book artist and writer Dave Stevens, who first appeared as a backup story in the pages of Star Slayer in 1982. Uh, set in 1938 Los Angeles, the original Disney film followed Cliff Secord, a young stunt pilot who stumbles upon a prototype jetpack and becomes the high-flying hero known as the Rocketeer. The movie underperformed at the box office, failing to meet the expectations of becoming the, the next Batman uh, of the original. I'm not sure. Yeah, you know uh, what? Who gives Billy, a shit? Because Billy Jennifer Campbell. Co- no, who gives a shit? Jennifer Connelly was in that film. Yep. She was the star of that film. Yeah. Uh, Billy, but in the year since, Campbell. it's become something of a cult favorite. In 2019, the character was briefly resurrected, sort of, uh, for an animated preschool series called The Rocketeer, which also saw Campbell return, uh, this time as Dave Secord, although he did voice Cliff in the first episode, appearing in the old newsreel footage. It was canceled after a single season, but you can watch it on Disney Plus, apparently. So who's up for a reboot slash sequel? A of, requel. A requel of I don't even know Rocketeer. what that means. All I care about with the Rocketeer is Jennifer Connelly in 1991. <laughs> Come on. She was at peak hotness. I, what? what? It, uh, is anybody arguing with him? I, I hear no argument. Oh, no argument. He's acting okay. like someone's arguing. I wouldn't know. I've never seen it. So What? Eh. Uh, I've never seen the Rocketeer. It's not, what? It's not required viewing. It is required oh, viewing. Oh, boy. Here okay. What is wrong with you? Oh, dear. It's required viewing. It, you can view it on mute. <laughs> what? That'd be funny if there was a streaming channel called Mute, which streams stuff, but it just had no sound. Everyone's subscribed to it. You just hit the button and it starts. Shh. Don't what you need it. is a streaming channel called Just the Good Parts. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know on Barry's playlist, it'd be all the movies with Jennifer Connelly, and it's just Jennifer Connelly's scenes. Yeah. Look, I thought Career Opportunities was a fun film, but really, the only good scenes, Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> Tell um, me I'm wrong. I've never I, seen it. I've never uh, seen it. Oh, really? You should. No. Yeah. Apparently, we shouldn't. 
except for on the best parts show. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like watching all the Aubrey Plaza scenes from uh, Dirty, Dirty Grandpa. Grandpa. Dirty Grandpa, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, back to the topic at hand. Um, it's fine. It doesn't say whether it's going to be a, a period piece or not. Or, or Nope. No, nothing about it beyond that. What is huh. a reboot sequel? Well, I guess we'll find out if you watch uh, this Rocketeer uh, TV show. I, I'm, I'm thinking a reboot sequel is something like Halloween 2018. Where it's basically restarting up the whole thing, but technically a sequel to the original. Yep. Um, I I wonder if this will be a thing where Cliff Secord passes off the jetpack to uh, Jennifer Connelly. No. <laughs> but I'm wondering, I'm wondering if in the first episode they make they make cameo appearances and pass this on to the next generation kind of thing. Which would be interesting if that if the if the first one was in the 30s, if this one's kind of in the 50s or early 60s, and it's a black character, that could be interesting. Yeah, a reboot sequel of uh, uh, Exorcist Believer. That's a reboot sequel. <laughs> a requel. Yeah, a requel. Which I did finally watch. I did. Oh, you did. See it. Yeah, uh, better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I, I have to yeah. say, I've. Uh, are they? Pl- I think they're planning on making three of those. At least they originally were, mm-hmm. but I think they're reworking that after mm-hmm. how well it did not do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, but it's worth a watch. It's on Peacock now. If you have that, so yeah, so uh, a thumbs up. Yeah, I just I <laughs> thought it was interesting that they have all these people of different denominations and didn't really do a damn thing with any of them. <laughs> it's it's very true. What what's another thing is that. Uh, you're right. It kind of has a slow start, but way too fast of an ending. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, you guys could not strike a balance, could you? No. Yeah, no, no, no. Set up, set up, set up, set up, done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the uh, two-act structure. <laughs> sure. Exposition for two hours, denouement. <laughs> and I do like the Sophie's Choice aspect of it, too. Oh, sure. Mm. Uh, and I can't say that's a spoiler because that's revealed in the trailer. So. Aha. Yeah. Yeah. So there's Sophie. <laughs> Kira Knightley has signed on to star in the dystopian sci-fi thriller film Conception, in which the British government has taken control over parenting. The film is written and directed by Camille Griffin, who is reteaming with Knightley after having directed her in the film Silent Night in 2021. The official synopsis for the film reads, quote, Conception is a sci-fi thriller set in the not-too-distant future of Britain, where the government has taken authoritarian rule over parenting. The film follows Rita, a loyal civil servant and believer in the unforgiving system she upholds, until unexpected events endanger her own parental status, rendering her a victim of the same laws she so readily inflicted on others, unquote. Is she rich? Did I say that? I don't uh, know. Because uh, Steve only watches Kira Knightley movies if she's rich. Uh, no, no, no. I, I He's have, over that poor stuff. Yeah, no. I have a point. If she's rich, then the law won't matter to her. Oh, <laughs> he was making a point. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There, there's uh, some social, uh, verbal social justice for you right there. <laughs> VSJ. <laughs> VSJ. 
So Liongate has officially confirmed John Wick f- Chapter 5 is currently being written, mm-hmm. and there are also multiple spinoffs, of course, in the works. The update was dropped by Lionsgate Motion Picture Group Chair Joe Drake during Lionsgate's quarterly earnings call. He said, quote, On the Wick side, we've got multiple spinoffs and Wick 5. We started work on it right when the writer strike started, and we've gotten back to it as soon as it's ended, unquote. Uh, and this isn't surprising, as franchise director Chad Stalski recently teased some of the spinoffs he'd like to see get made, like projects that explore Lawrence Fishburne's Bowery King and Holly Berry's Sophia Al-Azwar. Uh, he also recently revealed an anime series that's in development. The director previously said that he and Reeves had John Wick movie ideas for days, and he could make these films for the rest of his career. And of course, The Continental has already been released on Peacock, and the film Ballerina also coming. So, John Wick fans, as uh, you getting enough John Wick yet, or is this like, no, more, I'll take it? <laughs> Wick fatigue. <laughs> it was that fourth movie that gave me a little bit of fatigue, because it just, eh, I, it didn't hit right. I wanted to see the story, like, not, not end, but at least wrap up this whole problem that the high table's having with John Wick. Mm. And I don't feel like there was a wrap up. It was mm. clearly, there was more to tell there. Which is fine, you know, because I like the universe. Uh, I love that they somehow tied it into the game Payday 2. That's play- fascinating. That is good. Like, you're playing in that universe in Payday 2. It, it makes sense. It, fits, it plugs right in. Um, I tried Payday 3 for a hot minute and then stopped. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm. What's wrong? It's not great. There's no real tutorial and ugh. You have to play with other people. <laughs> Payday 2, of course, it's 100% better with more people, but it's easy to find, or at least it was when in its heyday, easy to find a pickup game where people knew what the hell they were doing. Um, but you can still kind of play it solo. Oh, you okay. Know? You can you can practice solo and whatnot. You can't even practice this game solo. Hmm. Yeah. Good night. Nope. Sorry. Um, I, I agree. I, I think that if you have a multiplayer-only game, at least have a bot option where you can get more comfortable in the skills. Yeah. 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 When you're when you're learning the maps, and you have to in Payday, uh, where you're knocking over a bank, someone's got to be over here, capture the guy, put him down, grab the key card, do the thing, do the da-da-da-da-da to get all the gold. You have to know what to do. Otherwise, you're just a shitty bad that's on for the ride, and <laughs> your only saving grace is that you're another warm body when you go loud. And cops come and you start shooting people. Great. That's it. Um, but I liked that you get to play in that universe, and not just at, and not just at the John Wick, seeing what John Wick does, because he's special. Right. You know, I like to see people earning continental coins for run-of-the-mill jobs. I want to see what that universe is like. And you have you that. watched the Continental? I have not. Yeah, I haven't either. Hmm. We'll have to do that. I've only seen the first John Wick, so I'm not up to Continental status yet. Yeah. Where is that shown? I'm trying to remember. Is it on Prime? Hmm. I don't believe so. If I had to hazard, I would say probably uh, Peacock. Yeah. Yeah. But hmm. that's me guessing. Well. That's what, something what, we'll have to watch. But what is a guessing is Stars is officially moving forward with a Spartacus sequel series <laughs> that's being developed by franchise creator Stephen S. DeKnight. 
Uh, he also did Daredevil. He's writing and executive producing the project, which is called Spartacus House of Asher. The series will also see the return of Nick Terraby, who will reprise his role as Asher. Quote, the series poses the question, what if Asher hadn't died on Mount Vesuvius at the end of Spartacus Vengeance? Question mark. Uh, what if he had been gifted the gladiator school once owned by Bataeus in return for aiding the Romans in killing Spartacus and putting an end to the slave rebellion? Unquote. Uh, this has been a successful franchise for stars over the years, beginning with Spartacus Blood and Sand in 2010. That was followed by the prequel series Spartacus Gods of the Arena in 2011. And that was followed by Spartacus Vengeance and then Spartacus War of the Damned in 2012 and 2013, respectively. So here you go. Have some more Spartacus. Uh, I only ever saw Blood and Sand because that was a triumph. I, I brought it to the Ugly Couch Show once. It was great. Um it's just blood and fucking, dude. Just, <laughs> there's my review. Now, um, but is Spartacus the one that had Lu Lucy Lawless in it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's so and many. unfortunately, the guy who played Spartacus did a really good job, but he died. He had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, I have no idea that they even did any other Spartacus. Is it good? Has anyone watched it? I don't know. Right in. I watched know. some of it. it. You know, I haven't watched it because this guy, no Barry, liked it, so I don't tend to like, watch things he likes. Uh, I got a question for you. What brand of wristwatch were they wearing on the battlefield? Oh, God. <laughs> my, my I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> in the Kubrick Spartacus movie, that you can see people wearing wristwatches in the, some of the ah, scenes. Funny. <laughs> sort of. Hysterical. Yeah. Ha. By ha. the way, folks. Ha. Uh, ha. Uh, oh, I Barry, am the funniest person. Barry will be show running the Geek Shock movie series, Geek Shock: Blood and Fucking, <laughs> starring none of us. So <laughs> no, 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 no. Barry, we, we need big dicks in this one. <laughs> you, you, Christ, <laughs> really? Bab, <sighs> <sighs> yes, Barry. Todd? You've played the Spartacus board game, right? No, I haven't. Yeah, I've heard good things. Really? Yeah. The one that the original one based on Blood and Sand. I've heard I great have things not. About Spartacus board game. Yeah, board and sand. Shut up. No, that's a real real game. It's <laughs> really? not the name. It's not the name of it, but that's uh, okay. <laughs> but there's a board game. You know, I tend to avoid... <laughs> almost had a Commander K story. Yeah. I tend. I do not step on this man's toes. <laughs> I tend to avoid board games based on. I on existing IP mm. because yeah. sometimes they just try and shoehorn it in yeah. there. Sure, sure. Yeah. Like Battlestar Galactica. That's a horrible board game. Well, actually, I said I <laughs> tend to. Occasionally, they come out with beautiful <laughs> games like Battlestar Galactica, wow. Dune Imperium. What about uh, Superman 3? <laughs> oh, if they made a Milton Bradley of they that. Did. I they did. Oh. It's on the wall at Meepleville. I showed him earlier. Okay. We also looked it online. It's like on Etsy for like 40 bucks or something. Oh, eBay. Or for eBay. Like 40 bucks, yeah. Yeah. I have only one small gripe about Meepleville. And it's a very small one. Let's have it. And it's just a personal one. That is far They away. have on, on display somewhat, not really on display because they're just stacked onto shelves, old board games, a lot of old Milton Bradley stuff from the 60s through the 80s. Oh, yeah. And you're not allowed to play those. Oh, well, okay. I understand why they consider their collector's pieces. I'll tell sure. you why. I'll what tell if I slip the guy 40 bucks, though? No, maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because the, the version of Clank we started to play was, like, missing 
a ton of pieces. So they had to go in the back to get the spare copy mm-hmm. so we could cobble together a full game. Sure. You don't want to do that with some of those Milton Bradley, the old Parker Brothers Yeah, games. but damn, if I won't go to Meepville, sometimes I just want to play Welcome Back, Connor. Well, I... Oh, <laughs> I would pay extra for a premium pass to play vintage games like that. Yeah. Uh, yes. Why and is it that you of all people on this planet, or UK, do not have like a collection of classic 70s, 80s board games? I can tell you right now, I live in a condo. That is the <laughs> only, only reason. <laughs> Otherwise, my shelves would be filled with the most awful dreck. Po- have you heard of Poshmark? No. No. Of course you Oh, haven't. wait. Of course not. You are middle-aged men. Yeah. Oh, some of them elderly. But. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I am Medicare years old, so. I... But Poshmark is a place where a lot <laughs> of uh, people go to get fashion p- places, right? You uh, Dresses and shirts and whatnot. Uh-huh. Uh, good things at, that people are just getting rid of, like a uh, bit of a flea market of sorts. All right. All right. But Poshmark also has a weird area where they'll sell, you can sell about anything you want. And in there, I found just a whole bunch of people selling old board games from this era of that style. Uh And have I been fascinated by it? No. Oh, my word. Steve's on his way. Uh oh. Mm. That's not good. And it's, it's, and sometimes doesn't work. Sometimes I look for board games and I get all these board shorts because it's Poshmark. I would be worried that <laughs> buying uh, used board games are going to be missing pieces, torn. Uh, they're really good with that. As far as in the description goes, the people that are selling this stuff are like, that uh, has all the pieces, but this one figure. So be so you know this. But most of them are complete. Okay. Uh, but I was eyeing it because I was like, oh, the David Jenner game from 1976. That's going to be fascinating. <laughs> the reason I said this is because your wife is very crafty. I don't mean like crafty, like she's crafty. <laughs> no, she she's fucking crafty. She's she is crafty. She's fucking crafty. No, she's arts and crafty. Yeah, she is. Like legit sure. crafty, like glue gun glitter crafty. One <laughs> Macaroni art and shit. Yeah. yeah. So why doesn't she and she could do this as a business straight up get like like the old version of sorry and light box and like shadow box that shit where uh she puts the board game in the as, as the base of the shadow box and then has the pieces arranged in a certain way like 3d and put it behind glass and sell that because goddamn would i buy that that's uh, a fascinating idea copyright um <laughs> no i've seen that happen before i saw uh Someone's wall they had a Monopoly version where they had uh, uh, the Monopoly board and they had the money splayed out in a certain way and they had like the pieces arranged and it was all just shadow boxed and, and you could put like a light under it and everything. That's a good idea. It's a really neat idea. And and I have when as my wife calls it, we get our forever home, the game room itself, of which we will have, will be f- wall floor ceiling wallpaper old board game boards yeah but i don't know if cardboard's going to support board games like that so well, you just, <laughs> your cardboard walls of your forever home bastard you <laughs> <laughs> so basically what you're saying is that and every time the cars go over the overpass it's going to rattle basically what you're saying is that your primary bedroom is going to become your game room and one of the little eight by 12 or 10 by 12 bedrooms will be your master bedroom oh yeah 100 100 <laughs> nice. I, I support that i support that <laughs> 
And, and I just got to say, Kay, did you give me this pen on purpose to give my hand all these pocks? I saw. I, I, my my I hand saw is just it. a mess of ink. <laughs> yeah. I saw that earlier in the show. I didn't mention it, but uh, yeah. oh my god. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's a geek shock tattoo. Yeah, you might want to. <laughs> You might want to be careful. Uh, you might want to take a closer look at your dick later on. There might be something spreading there. Might be. <laughs> Weird. Might be. Might be. Yeah, I don't know. That was. Uh, I don't know if that was a new pin or what. But oh. yeah, you. Uh... Board game shadow boxes are a thing, apparently. Oh, wow. I did a quick. Uh, so much for the online. copyright. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Have at people, dude. Get on it. <laughs> There's some good stuff here. Board game shadow box. Mm. What's your shadow box? Rock to us. Comments at Geek Shock Podcast. Oh, shadow bricks. Anthrax. What is your anthra- What is your Artax? Crying. Ar- what? Write to us. Geek Shock. <laughs> Comments at Geek Shock Podcast.com. Mm. Yes. We'll... Yeah, Todd's ability to string words together just comes apart by the end of the show. That's oh, when we know it's time to wrap it up. I just call that Tuesday. They had, uh, that, you know, this is, you mentioned our tax and we're talking about board games. I still remember the uh, the um, board game version for Never Ending Story. Yeah, it took forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never Ending Board Game. Yeah, thank you. It just, it never ended. It just, it's like just Twilight boring. Imperium. Just Although I do hands. like that the book was written by a guy named Michael Enda, so that there is That's that. That's funny. Yeah. Yep. And I want to thank our Tier 1 members, Sir Chomps, uh, Hylian Scoop, Chad Wilson, Ambivalent Hoax, Chad, uh, Richard Bruins, Scoopatron, Mandy, Sour Maddie D, Jacob Flora, Multiverse Tonight, Scully, Mr. Doubleday, Froyog Softserve, Gil, Matthew Bates, A. John B., Diggs McSmigs, Razorhead, King Vault, hi King Vault, uh, Elizabeth W, and Mr. Sticky Pants. Hold on a second. Hey, Richard Bruins, dude, you got to send me your address. Your stickers bounced back and came back to me. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, this is another good time to remind you that, hey, if you've moved since you've put a Kofi address on the Kofi, uh, you might want to, yeah. one, fix that, and two, sure, email us. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my stuff? And tier four members, my Deb butt. T, David Farrar, <laughs> J.R. Conkle, and tier five members, Atomic Gumby, Glumley, Mad Martron, Aussie Matt, Jeff Harris. A special thank you to our theme song creator, Sam Heffernan. That song's The Burning Light. Find it as SWH Music on Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And of course, you beautiful listener uh, yeah. for putting up with our shit. So happy you're here. And until next time, I am Master Torgo. Commander K. Would you have to fucking think about it? Yeah, I was forgetting your fucking name. I was going to go with another name. I didn't mean to go with it. With Professor Big. Oh, and Blark. I apologize, earphone listeners. I will have kids. I will reduce some of that in post, but there's only so much I can do. Some. Only some, though. I'll talk to you next week in Geek. Yeah. Big wave from Todd's inky hand. Yep. I have Rose to go out and find some Turkish shag now. <laughs> I'm sorry? Turkish, Turkish shag. shag. It's a type of pipe tobacco. It's a Sounds like, yeah, you know when you live in Vegas, you can fill that with, you know, stanky danky. Thanky danky. <laughs> yeah, that's... Okay, so... Oh, shit. <laughs> so, here's one of Steve's peeves. Steve's peeves <laughs> about thanky danky? Is this a new segment? It, it's... I don't know. Um, so... I have for I have for literally decades 
uh, been on the side of people who want to partake of uh, illicit substances. Yes, and and I'm glad it's finally slowly but surely happening in more and more of a legal thing. The only problem I have with it now that it's really prevalent. That smell. Oh yeah, dude. Vegas, this low-level reeks. Yeah, of yeah. Weed. Yeah, and, you and go. the weed smell is not good. No, it's not. Cause. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Bake I, it into goods and yeah, eat it, people. Yes, yes. I don't want to smell your hash shit. brownies. Is where the way you want to go. <laughs> then I don't get a secondhand <laughs> high from walking into a store or something, right? Yeah, or just like I say, it's just the smell. I mean, good lord, I'm old enough that I've lived with secondhand smoke for literally decades yeah dude same i'd rather okay i'd rather have secondhand weed smoke than secondhand cigarette smoke it doesn't smell as bad but it's like i used to avoid going to some concerts because i didn't want to get high secondhand <laughs> well we all know you've been a fish fan for so long oh yeah because that's go. freaking me yeah. Yeah, yeah i love totally fish. totally anyway, fish yeah. government mule yeah. i will say though that Pipe tobacco does not have the same I would, stench as I would, cigarette. If you're serious, I would join you on uh, the uh, Geek Shock yeah, Pipe yeah, Club. Yeah, yeah. Now, we may have to extend it to be the Geek Shock Cigar Pipe and Hookah Tobacco Club. Uh, I have a hookah. It's very nice. I'd like to smoke it sometimes. Yeah. Actually, one of the only times I've ever actually done marijuana was, was through a hookah. Really? Yeah, Halloween party, nineteen eighty four. Oh, wow. I ended up uh, frying dry ice with another guy for. Now that I sounds would appropriate to <laughs> yeah. the <this> story. <laughs> I would like uh, if you're going to do cigars and and invite women. I would like to join the club as an observer. Why? Watch the women smoke the cigars. Devil smoke a cigar. What's wrong with women can smoke cigars? It's not a. He's just, you're he's you're just missing. Being, you're missing the innu- innuendo. He's just being gross, dude. Just, just and you had go to, bring to a whole Deb and watch him eat bananas. <laughs> that was actually a, a that was actually an old Norm McDonald joke. He was like a, talking about cigar clubs when they became big back in the day, and he's like, costs hundred fifty dollars for men for women to join, costs two hundred fifty for men to watch them. <laughs> so i'll tell you though smoking jackets are coming back they're a thing and, and you're so happy check out uh check out um i am check out check it out, out, check out. that's it folks. we're checking oh. out check it out steve we're checking check it out. out you checked out check out after historical emporium <laughs> <laughs>